Mm. Oh, yes. Uh. What's up, everybody? You know what it is. Hot takes with Bill and Eric. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. This is my vibe today, for sure. I feel like a bit of an outlaw myself. Yeah, no, I feel that. Yeah. Man, I am on one today. For reasons we will get into very quickly. But I want to give all of you a big old welcome back to Hot Takes with Bill and Eric. I am Coach Eric Kostopoulos. Uh, I'm joined with my co-head coach, Bill Redacted. And we're just going to jump right into it today because I, I can't hide this. I'm furious right now. Yes, we're incensed. I am absolutely enraged. Because today, as we've been talking about, we've been so happy to be at this new school, Bryn Mawr College, out here in Pennsylvania. We were talking about it on our last podcast. We had a bit of a mix-up last time. Uh, with uh, some scheduling. We thought that we were accidentally coaching the women's team because of a scheduling snafu. Well, guess what? Turns out this is just a women's college. What? Those still exist? What is going on right now? Yeah, here I am thinking that in 2022, we've moved on from this whole delineated separating the genders and and all that. And we're at a straight-up women's college. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I just don't understand it. I don't understand it. What's going on? Right? I, I, oh, my gosh. I'm just so, I'm annoyed. I feel deceived. I feel deceived. I never once was told that this is women's college. All we talk about is heat basketball, how we're going to dunk and shoot tray balls. Almost none of these girls can freaking dunk. There's one girl, and she's she's pretty great. We we, we love her. Yeah, pretty Pretty heavy favoritism toward yeah, her yeah. at this point. I guess looking back, it kind of makes sense now. There were there yeah, were certain a lot things of things are starting to make sense that we had seen that we kind of just brushed off. That now knowing this, do make sense. And I, uh, yeah, I guess a simple Google search would have cleared this up. But I didn't. I was busy. I was so busy, and I'm so confused. Like just the other day, I mean, it makes so much sense now. I was at a deli. And it's kind of a small college town, right? So I was there and buying a sandwich. And someone said, oh, you're a new face. Like, uh, like who are you? I was like, oh, I was first off a little insulted because they didn't recognize me. Right. But then I said, oh, I'm, I, I shook that off pretty easy. Oh, I'm Coach Eric Stopoulos. I'm going to be coaching the men's basketball team over at Bryn Mawr College. Mm-hmm. And that kind of gave me a funny look. And I was thinking, oh, that person's just kind of a turd. But now I'm figuring out that I was the turd in that situation. I mean, I've been making a fool of myself this whole time. And this school has just been happily watching us as we've been waiting for just a crew of killers to walk in. And now we have these just women that we're supposed to turn into a, a heat basketball with two T's functioning team. And I don't know what the heck to do. I'm not going to say I regret it because we made a lot of money. A lot of money was on the table. And that is part of the reason why we didn't Google anything, because I don't need to know more. If you're putting that kind of money in front of me, I'm going to take it no matter what. So it's not something that I feel is a mistake by any means. It's just a unfortunate situation. And I do believe in us as coaches. And I think, yes, these are less than fortunate circumstances for us. But do I believe we can make this into a championship team? Absolutely. And now the problem is we've discovered the campus. The problem is also now the campus has discovered us. Yes. And there has been some uproar here. 
uh, more than we've ever seen at any campus. Which says a lot. Yeah, I mean, am I surprised? No. Yeah. Uh, but these these women have, have, have taken notice of some of our rhetoric. And look, we're old-fashioned guys. Mm-hmm. We, we have certain views that maybe clash with the modern world. And I would just be happy to live and let live. Right? I've been on college campuses for, you know, almost 30 years now. I've had to be in places where I am in harsh disagreement with almost everybody. Yes. So I know how to deal with that. And yet now here are these snowflakes coming up to me, screaming at me, saying I'm infringing on their liberty or whatever, or their way of life, or I insult them because I think they should just fundamentally alter their life. I I just... uh, I'm just having a hard time right now. Yeah, and there's been some backlash. What has been nice for me is some of the heat has been taken off us, and it's on the school a little mm-hmm. bit, yeah. which is a nice change of pace. It's They've kind of accepted, okay, that's just who those guys are. Right. Our focus is less about changing who they are fundamentally and more so how would you guys make this kind of hiring choice? Mm-hmm. Like what led you to do that? So people have been writing the president and complaining to her yeah, and... Yeah. and um, you know, talking to different folks in the administration, the athletic department. So that's been great to see, too, is that it's not, it doesn't fall on me. It makes me kind of feel good in a way. I mean, the only thing that I'm concerned about is that if there's enough uproar, you know how cowardly these college, you know, elites are. Mm-hmm. If there's enough backlash, they're going to fire us. And then where's all of our money? Yes. Yes. I hope that we can resolve this. And yeah. we have invited people from the school to come talk to us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Lord knows that's yeah. Not that's I mean, these guys. We know what these guys are about. These are cowards. They're, they're soft weaklings. Yes, I've reached out to the dean of students, yeah. the president of the school, the student body president, and uh, let's just say I don't think we'll be hearing from any of them. Yeah, but maybe we'll get a lackey or something. Yeah, or or maybe we'll get a PR statement to read on the podcast. In yeah. which case, we'll not do that. But I'll, I'll rip it up live on air. Yeah, but we're really brave, and we're sitting here and saying we will sit and talk to anyone. Do they have that same bravery? I don't think I, so. I absolutely doubt it. I yeah. would be shocked if if I saw someone here. Yeah, so professionally, we're going through it a little bit, mm. and uh, we're, yeah. again, not reconsidering the deal because of how lucrative it is for us, but it obviously comes with some challenges that for we sure. maybe hadn't seen. Um, speaking of challenges, uh, uh I went on a date. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. How how was that? Overall, I would say it went not well. Uh, yeah. We went to the gun range and uh I like, you know, some people say obviously movies are a bad first date. Um a lot of people think cuz you know, get to talk, you know, get to know right, each other, right. but I just the, the stuff Hollywood's putting out is not for me. So, I've never taken anyone to see a movie. Um, except there was a John Voight film that I took someone to oh, I a few love years back. John Voight. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, I, I'm not really a movie guy. But I love to take a woman to the gun range because it, it will show you right then and there, does this woman know how to handle a gun or is right. she not worth talking to? Right. And um, in this case, she was really good. <laughs> uh, Which is, to me, as I was, I know for you, you're just trying to get on that second date. Mm-hmm. I've seen how bad things can go. I would be almost more afraid if the woman I was with was like handy yes. with a gun. Yes, and that's that thought crossed my mind again, not thinking that far ahead at this point. Um, but I did, I guess an unintended consequence I had was I realized that 
yes, it's bad if they can't handle a gun, but there is a threshold of ability that is important for me not to feel threatened. And as soon as that's surpassed, I am trying to overcompensate in some really (laughs) problematic ways. And I was running into that a lot. Um, So, yeah, I just, I challenged her to some competitions and I lost a lot. And I said, well, why don't we take this outside the range? And, uh, you know, let's, let's, let's try doing it in free country, like out in the real world. And there, set off some some red flags for her and some of the range attendees so um yeah basically i faked a heart attack and i uh i got out of there uh so i don't have to worry about that anymore (laughs) yeah that is if you're out there listening uh you're a great shot um i hope you meet a navy seal or something right right can can feel still feel like a man um because the things you were doing at that range made me feel very insecure about myself and who I am as a person. I, I totally feel that that desire to, you know, keep a woman kind of in a, a comfortable place in that sense where you don't feel like she's going to be able to outdo you in some way that threatens your manhood. Yes. Um, were you at all dignified? Uh, what do you mean by that? Like, was there weeping? Was oh. there, was there, how hysterical was it? Was no, it just sort of like quiet, sort of uncomfortable tension or were you was it like a blow-up there's a middle ground between quiet and uncomfortable and weeping and i think that's where i was for most of it so it wasn't i wasn't crying or sad or like upset well no i was upset but i wasn't i wasn't like distraught i was just more mad i guess guess so yelling and (laughs) and stuff like that and throwing things around uh a lot of like that was so cheap or this is rigged or stuff like that because it was honestly some of it was did you bring your own hardware because i know you like to do that show off for the ladies with your your custom your custom gear there was some that i brought that the attendant was very startled by and said sir you cannot have that here or anywhere um so i would suggest you put that back he was cool about it he wasn't gonna you know, <laughs> oh, well, narc on me right well of course but uh he was really really troubled by what i brought all right well uh let's kick it to our sponsors and then we'll be back okay okay everybody i am so excited about today's sponsor it's the museum of genesis mm-hmm. uh we are as we've said staunch creationists and we don't oftentimes see our views our values reflected in the world So I'm so excited to talk about this brand new museum. It's out in the central location of Montana. It's actually not part of a township yet. It's just sort of a building out in the middle of nowhere. They have a bunch of really cool exhibits about the stories of Genesis and about how all that evolution stuff really doesn't add up. Yes, they've also got a sweet, sweet 5013C status, meaning that you can dump some money into them for tax purposes. Um, And in some cases, they will give you some back. So... If you're trying to move some stuff around, uh, you know, tax season, all that, it's, it's worth looking into. Oh, yeah. uh, so so reach out directly there, uh, subject line, tax stuff, or something yes. like that. But yes. it's also a cool place. I've never been, but I've heard it's cool. So. I heard it's super cool. It's definitely in its infancy. So if you're someone who's looking to throw a lot of weight around, there's a high potential you could get a wing mm-hmm. or an exhibit or a room named after you. So if you are a fellow creationist or just someone who wants to support traditional values, it's a great place to throw a couple mil into and, you know, grow something there that your name, your legacy will forever be attached to. 
All right. Well, we heard we heard you. Mm. We've been listening. We've been tapped in. We get it, guys. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we try to stay away from politics in this yeah, show as I much know. as we can. And it is tough because, yes, it's kind of baked into everything. But there are times, there comes a time each season where we have to be selfless. Mm-hmm. And we have to set aside our commitment to being apolitical because there's a lot going on out there and a lot of you guys don't understand it. We're doing it. We're doing another political episode. Yeah, we're doing a political episode because you guys are just begging for it. Mm-hmm. Look, we know our voices are important. We know we're thought leaders. We know that we have an impact, that we're influential. So there comes a time when we have to be brave and set aside whatever sort of concerns we have and get into it. And not just that, I mean, look at what's going on in our country right now, and it's impossible not to feel disgusted. The first thing we really want to get into is really what I think the phenomenon that we're going to dub, we're going to coin for the first time, a little something we call Bidenflation. Okay, I like that. Yeah. And you just made that up I now. Just made, I just made that up now. I was like trying to put, t- put it together in my car earlier. I was like, right. Biden, inflation, like what can I do here? Right. And that just sort of came to me. Wow. That's catchy. That's really good. Mr. Biden is calling up your local grocery store. He's calling up CVS. Right. And he's saying, stuff got to cost more now. And CVS goes, okay, and make it cost right. money more. And it's because he's decided to give money to poor people. It's not because yes. during the beginning of the pandemic when everything was shutting down and the Fed had to stabilize the economy, so they injected millions and well, not millions, billions and billions of dollars to help stabilize things, and now that sort of in- injection of funds is starting to catch up with us. It's not because of that. Mm-mm. It's because Joe Biden is trying to make sure that you don't go back to work Yes, or trying to make it an entitlement society. Joe is trying to personally or using government funds mm-hmm fund the retirement of workers all across this country. Right. And that's what we're seeing, and that's extremely problematic. And to see all these people not want to go work in less than humane conditions is disgusting to me. And yes, I'm making a lot of money, but what's the point? I still want my food. Right. How am I supposed to feel when I'm trying to buy, I don't know, something important off of Amazon, like... Mm -hmm. I don't know. What's something important off of Amazon that you need all the time, Bill? I guess books. I read a lot. Yeah, or like my $500 skin lotion, right, that I need now, yeah. right? Uh, the man, the man. The man one. Yeah, but I, but stuff. okay, well, let's, I don't, we have, you don't have to get into this net right now, but self-care has to be part of masculinity to some self-care degree. Self-care is so Right, important. I know us men carry so much on our shoulders. Wow. And Guess what, kings? You matter too. So yes, my lotion that helps me feel put together and young again to a degree. It's the government's fault that Amazon is offering people a job where they have to piss in jars throughout the day rather than get bathroom breaks. Whose yeah. fault is that? The fact that the government is trying to pay those people and maybe support them a little bit? Or Jeff, who's just trying to run his business? Also, the people that needed money got it a year and a half oh ago oh my god why are they still like don't do the do you not remember you got like six hundred dollars did you could you not make that stretch? yeah did you forget that buddy right is there was oh i need more money what 
I didn't get any money. Right. Like how and, and what? And this is everyone's, you know, putting it as like this inflation thing or Biden inflation thing is just hitting like the lower income people. But it's affecting me, too, when I'm yeah. trying to buy my $20 gallon of milk. Right. And now it's $23. And you go through about 60 gallons of milk a yeah, week. Yeah, when I'm on my, my GoMad diet where I'm drinking a gallon of milk a day, right? I need a lot of it. That's not an every that's not an everyday thing, but every once in a while, I think it's just yeah, good gotta for you. Yeah, you got to bulk up. I go through a lot of milk. Mm-hmm. I go through a lot of milk. Right. It's going to hit me when I have to buy a $20. And I don't buy like brokey milk. I buy like good milk, right? So it's $20 yeah. regularly. And then it goes up to $23. Yeah. And I think that's how... That's probably what most milk costs, right? Like $20, you would say? I haven't been to the grocery store in a long time. My personal shopper does it. But yes, I think it's somewhere around right. that. It's usually around 18 20 bucks, and okay. now it's looking like 23 because I get the endangered cow milk. <laughs> so that's that's generally. And that's, yeah, that's, again, self-care is important. Yeah. I splurge a little bit when it oh, comes to my milk. That's good for you. Good for you. My personal shopper gets me about 60 gallons of milk a week. And I drink most of it, but I also, I sometimes, I don't like using water to brush my teeth. So I'll just use a little bit of milk. And I'll, and again, I just like, I apply, again, I don't wash my face with water. That's, do you know how filthy this well water is? There's all sorts of minerals in it. Well, that's why I, well, I, I know my aversion to well water is the same. So I do everything in Voss water. Wow. Because yeah. I, I wash my face, do all that and that. And that's the thing. I try to buy water and Ugh. Voss is so expensive. Ugh. That's the I'm, government's fault. Right. I'm so upset at Biden for making Voss so expensive. And, and not just Biden, by inflation. This guy's a wreck. He's trying to get people vaccinated. First, he tyrannizes federal workers mm-hmm. by, you know, imposing a, a, a vaccination mandate on them. And look, he's the head of the federal government. Maybe he gets to do that. Whatever. Fine. I'm going to – it pisses me off, but I, I, I can say, all right, whatever, Joe. But then he's trying to get me and all these other people who are just trying to live their lives vaccinated. And look, let's be clear. We are a vaccine-neutral pod. Mm -hmm. Not all the research is out yet. No. So we're not endorsing, but we're also not going against and advocating against vaccines. Yeah, and I'm doing a lot of my own research to get to the bottom of that. I will also say we were vaccinated last December. We got it early. We paid a lot of money to get it. Yeah, yeah. We've been fine for a long time, but we don't know yet. We We might regret that. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I live in. I live a little concerned sometimes. Uh, yeah, I'm not coming out on either side. No, we're not saying because we got it, you should. We're not right. saying. Oh, you, and I not. love to rile people up that haven't gotten it and play into them, like and, and really play off of that. Right. But uh, yeah, just just in the in for the sake of transparency, we've been vaccinated right. yeah. for a really long time. Right. My intense love for Ron DeSantis has only grown. Yes, because that guy is fighting. For people like me mm-hmm. and people like you, right, who don't want to have to be forced to be vaccinated, who don't want their kids learning garbage in school, who don't want to have to wear a mask, even in hospitals or anywhere like that, Ron is our man. We'll go to the club. We oh, club with Ron. Oh, Ron's a blast in the club. I mean, that guy can hang. I mean, he's the one annoying thing is he's faithful to his wife. Where I'm trying to get him as of now to have some fun. I'm yeah. like, come on, Ron, you're governor. Let's, you know, right. come I on. I know a guy. Right. I'm can... fine. I just got out of a marriage and I'm fine. Yeah. 
And why don't look at Eric? Right. Yeah, I'm fine. How about you have some fun? But he's faithful to his wife, whatever. This was a pretty, a pretty grounded, sort of in tune discussion of the political space. We spend a lot of time on politics, and you can just tell by the way we're talking about it. We know what's going on. So have no fear. You can you can take this stuff, and I I want to give people permission to take some of these talking points and use them mm-hmm. when you're poning libs, right. because we obviously have thought a lot about this stuff. We're thought leaders, we're independent thinkers. Shout out Paul Gozer, that guy did nothing wrong. I want the government to exist in two ways, yes. right? The government is evil and wrong, except when I'm there, mm-hmm. except when I agree with it. Yes, right. So let's give it power when it agrees with me. Because I don't see any downside to that. Right. And if I hold a religious belief, right. I expect my government to enforce that amongst all its citizens. Right? Right. So if I think a certain thing is going to happen to me or my family if I make a choice, it's right. not just like, okay, I just have to conduct myself in that way. Mm-hmm. No, everyone else can't do it either. Right. I don't want my kid to be challenged in school with their ideology. Right. And I- it's like, what, do you... Do you want me to want you to go to hell or do you want me to try to save you? So that's what I'm doing. I'm saving everyone. I hope you guys glean some info from that political discussion that helps you guys. And now we're going to move into a new segment, actually. We have recently started a Patreon. As you guys know, if you are not signed up, please sign up. It's very affordable. Mm -hmm. You get to have access to perks like this, which is we are going to, every once in a while, read some Patreon members' emails. They've sent us in to us. Well, let me preface that. We are not hacking into your email and then reading them. You have sent us emails on Patreon. We put out a little... Although, that might not be a... Maybe not hacking, yeah. but if you guys want to forward us some stuff sure, yeah. to leak on the pod, I'd be happy to do it. Oh, uh, yeah, of course. Or if you... Oh, what? maybe we should start doxing people. We have our... We have our followers send us the address, the place of work mm-hmm. of people they don't like, and we dox them live on air. We'd have to check with the. We have to check with Tommy on that. Tommy might have some. I think we're fine. It's yeah. art. It's art. We'll do it on Patreon, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that might be a Patreon exclusive. Yeah, yeah. if you want to dox people, come on Patreon. But anyways, we send out a little community alert the other day saying, "Oh, if you want to be, if you have any questions for us, send them on in on the Patreon email, and we'll read them." So I've got a couple here. Yeah, Eric's got these. Eric and Sidekick Sammy look at the Patreon. I've been too busy, so yeah. I'll get to you guys eventually, but I have not right. touched By the, the way, thing. yeah, the new content is coming probably at some point. In a few weeks, we're yeah. thinking. Yeah, we're thinking of rolling it out a few weeks to a month, maybe uh, maybe maybe quarter two of this year. If not quarter two, quarter three. Right. I, would say, quarter I would say four. it's definitely coming at some point at the tail end of 2022 for sure, definitely. Yeah, and if not that, then early 2023. Right, it's definitely going to be coming at some point in the near future. But if it doesn't come in the near future, probably at some point in the far future. All right. Here's the first email. Hi, coaches. Big fan of the show since day one. And I've always respected the heck out of heat basketball with two T's. I'm in the market for a new car, and I haven't been able to find any Packard Roadsters or bright yellow Hummers. Do you have any other recommendations, new or old? Price is no option. Sincerely, Dave. Okay, Dave. Um... I think this might be Dave Ramsey, uh, who's one of my favorite financial gurus. Oh, okay. Because he did say he was, again, price is no option. He's a, he's a pretty wealthy guy and uh, a lot of wealthy people on our Patreon. So oh, sure. it's pro- So uh, shout out to Dave. Uh, Dave, you're looking for a car. Okay, I could see, I could see you in a G-Wagon. Okay, yeah, I, I could see that too. 
there's something that came out because I have a I have a bright yellow Hummer, of course. Mm-hmm. Something that I think maybe you should look into because you said new or old, a car that came out a few years ago. We all we've all heard of the Ford Raptor, mm-hmm. right? The big pickup truck. Yeah. Ford Raptor. It went to a tuning house. They tuned that puppy up, supercharged it, mm-hmm. put some extra horsepower on there, some big brakes. Really gave that thing the stuffing. That might be interesting for you. You sound like kind of an alpha dude. Uh, so maybe look into that. Yeah, I could definitely see Dave in one of those. Maybe a trike. I mean, trikes are pretty cool. I know it's not quite a car, but those things, you You're know. talking about a three-wheeled, yeah, like yeah, a slingshot yeah, yeah. or right, something like yeah, that. Right, exactly. yeah, exactly. Something like that's pretty cool. Um, oh, yeah, that gets the ladies for sure. Absolutely, and it impresses the fellas, which is important too, right? You want, you want the respect of the fellas. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Yeah, I could see you in I could see you in a slingshot. So a slingshot, a G wagon, or a or a souped up Ford Raptor. Right, it's called a Velociraptor. A Velociraptor. Actually, yeah. yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, it's all appropriate for someone your age. Right. Oh yeah, that would have been good. That would have been good. But these kind of transcend that, I guess, to a little bit. Yes. Yeah. And like the Dave can pull off, and if it's the Dave I'm thinking of, uh, he can pull it off. Here's another one. Hi, Eric and Bill. I loved your guys' financial advice episode last season, and I've been trying to get my money to work for me. Know what I mean? Just just a couple quick questions regarding the market as of late. Do you think Tesla is a bubble? And do you believe in Elon Musk's vision? Love you guys and your takes. Sincerely, Henry. I love Elon Musk. Oh, I love Elon Musk. When he tweets at Elizabeth Warren, I just I get so excited. Yeah, when he, when he tweets at Bernie Sanders and says, oh, I thought you were dead. That's number one hilarious. Ah, oh, so funny. And be just cool, I oh, guess. Oh, he's like, so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So he's he definitely inspires me and I want to be more like him. Guys, the guy's funny. Oh, I, mean, he's I don't so know. Funny. I don't watch SNL because no thank you. But when I heard he was on, I was like, all right, I guess I'm breaking my forty year streak of not watching it. And the guy is funny. Oh, he's so funny. He's so naturally talented. He would be great on this pod. Yeah, I, I'd love to get him on. Obviously, he's very busy. Um, he's harassing search and rescue teams and uh, yeah. doing all sorts of important stuff. Something that I connect with him on a, on a big level. He's been married three times. Mm. And he's had, he's had a bunch of kids from all around there. I mean, and with uh, What's-Her-Face, Grimes, right? They mm-hmm. were married. I, I connect with that on such a deep level. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he'd be great. Great to have on. I, I love everything he's doing. So anyway, that's a tangent. To answer your question, <sighs> I was shorting Tesla stock <laughs> like mad for a long time. Uh, I lost a lot of money in that. So I would say learn from my mistakes and believe in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I fundamentally oppose the idea of the company as a whole, mm-hmm. right? The idea that electric cars are good and that we should be trying to pivot. Obviously, as I just said, I deeply disagree with that. But as a, not as a vehicle, as a car, but as a vehicle for making money, yeah, I would go, I mean, full send because look. Which always put money above values. Oh, of course. I mean, look at us. Yeah. Well, I think that answers your question, Henry. Uh, yeah. And we'll move on to our last one for today. Sure. Hi, boys. I've been a fan of you guys since the beginning of your coaching career, and I've been inspired by Heat Basketball, with two Ts. That being said, I've been coaching my daughter's basketball team. The age group is around eight years old. Any advice on how to incorporate any elements of Heat Basketball, with two Ts, into their game? Because they can't dunk or shoot tray balls. Wanted to ask you guys, as you are the masters, and also these girls suck, and I want to make their games more entertaining to watch. Deuces, Larry. There's a few schools of thought on this. Mm-hmm. 
because obviously heat basketball has transcended us. It's it's culture. It's it's basketball. It's sports. So some people think you should stick it out and keep heat basketball alive, right? And and instill it in these girls and and make sure that it's present in their lives and their gameplay. And then there are the people like me that think abandon ship and just go somewhere you can actually use this stuff. Yeah. Unless, and I don't think this is the case, they're paying you an obscene amount of money. Yeah. That's the only reason we're sticking around. I don't think there's not a lot of money in youth no. sports. Especially so. if it's your daughter, you're probably just volunteering. Right. So I would say get out of there, leave your daughter in the dust and find a better use of you sound like a cool guy. Uh-huh. You sound like someone that would make a great coach. Um, try to see if you can get involved in a in a college program. Do not go to the NBA. Don't, Don't waste do your time there. But yeah, maybe find an NCAA team that you could you could take on and uh, make a lot of money off of. Yeah, I agree. And look, I understand being on with your daughter is difficult. So I'm going to offer because this is an advice podcast. We're trying to give you different options. Mm-hmm. I fully support Bill's uh, uh, alternative, but here's one of my own: study the game, become a student of this game i'm a student of college basketball i'm not a student of nba basketball or something like that okay so eight-year-old girls unfortunately that's your demo that's your group look into what constitutes a flashy play Mm. what is the dunk of eight-year-old girls basketball is it a fancy layup is it a, a a deep jump shot or something like that these are things that i would physically beat a player of my caliber on my teams for doing but look, these are eight-year-old girls. You're trying to instill heat basketball as a spirit, as a philosophy of living into them. So try to take the tenants, find the right places where you can incorporate it. Also, the team should be highly individualistic. Mm-hmm. Right? They're not a unit out there. Think of them as five. You should be telling them, you are five-star players. You're you at know, war with each right. other. <laughs> trying to get the most points. Right, you're trying to, you're trying to you know, buff your own stats. Yeah. There's one spot on the top team that you're all trying out for at all times, and you have to step on each other to get there. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. This has been another great episode of Hot Takes. We hope you enjoyed it. A lot of gems here, so make sure you write them down. Like I said, use them in your conversations. We will keep you posted on what happens with our team, our coaching status. Don't worry about us. Pray for us. Oh, I, I, Listen, I'm never going to turn down a prayer. Pray for us. But we'll be fine. And we will see you next week with another great episode. That's a guarantee. You never have to worry about that. Yes, sir. Love you guys. See you next week.